Okay, um, guys, um, my name is Benjamin Bancoli Bello. I am the man behind um, the president, uh, President Obonjo, um, who's next to me here. And I hope that he will give me the opportunity to say things that I need to say about myself. Uh, this could be difficult because it's the first time um, he's really given me the permission to say things I want to say. As Benjamin. As not, Benjamin. Right, okay. Yes. Because there's there's quite a distinction between Obancho and, and Benjamin. I'm hoping there is. We believe there is, but um Is he is he is he your alter ego? I think he's more than my alter ego. I think he's now become part and parcel of my life. Right. Um, he leaves with me. Do people often get you mixed up? Yes, yes, they do. Um, <clears throat> when I um, created the character 11 years ago, for me, um, I remember someone saying to me at a gig in a green room, and he approached me and basically said, I can't call you Mr. President, what is your real name? And then it dawned on me that it was clear to me that people didn't really know my real name. After how many years was it? That was almost like five years. Oh my goodness. And I didn't realize that people actually thought I was him, that I was President Obonjo, that this is, that's his name, his name is Obonjo. I guess the same thing you get when, when you know you have like soap opera characters and things and people are shouting at them in the street when they walk down the street make, minding their own business because they're seeing them as the, as the character that they portray in a, in a soap opera. It's a sort of, sort of similar thing, whereas they only know this Obonjo identity and they don't know you as a, as a human being. As yeah, yeah. And, and, and certainly the lockdown has made me realise that there are people who genuinely want to know who's behind this character. I remember meeting um, the actor from EastEnders. Um, is it um, Fowler? What's mm. his name? What, um, I can't remember his real name now. Um, what, the young one? Old the young one, the young one. Martin, is it Martin? The one who's always having a breakdown, who's always crying. Oh, I don't know. He's always trying to set, okay, okay, anyway, he's always trying to set up a business. I can't remember his name now, but I, I met him on the train mm. and it was by coincidence and we were just having a chat and 
I couldn't remember, I didn't know his real name anyway. So I was calling him by his character name. And he just basically said, no, that's not me. That, that is just for EastEnders. This yeah. is my, this is who I am. And he, I think it's Otto Fowler. I can't remember if it's Otto Fowler, but he said he, he felt he had been stigmatized. And oh, that really? he, couldn't, he couldn't really play any other character. Uh, that is, um, do you think yeah. that's going to happen with with uh, Bonjo and, and you as a comedian? Like, it, is is your comedy based solely on a Bonjo, or is there something outside of a Bonjo? There's something definitely outside of Bonjo, but I think the challenge has always been that uh, the character is no longer mine, if that makes sense. I created the character, but it's he's taken on a uh, it's taken on another form, and people want to hear from him right rather than from me. If that makes sense, that you feel? I, I feel I'm just jealous. <laughs> I'm not literally, literally jealous that there is this character that's that's been created that who people believe is funnier than me. Mm. You know, people love him. People enjoy what he does. People want to hear from him. It the character doesn't end on stage. Mm. It it actually engages with his audience on a regular basis. Um, and I see that, and I I'm saying, wow. You know. I'm the one who drives him to the gigs. I'm yeah. the one who books his gigs. I'm the one who drives him. Like, uh, yeah, I'm the one. I'm, I'm like a. I'm, I'm like seeing a, two bodies here, and yet you're, you're talking about you in essence. So that's that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, because I'm <laughs> I'm like a butler. I'm like a servant to the president. Oh the, 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 I book his gigs. Oh, there's a gig. He he's traveling to Brighton. I I drive him down there. That's tell, the tell me something. I'm curious. Where where did the name of Bonjay come from? Oh, so um, it's a nickname. Um, there's a late friend of mine, Abbey, who I could easily say inspired me to go into comedy. And you know, there are certain things that people see about you, but you don't see in yourself. Mm. And so before I started performing comedy, um, I always realized that people uh, said I was naturally funny. Now, this is not about being a comedian. Now. This is just, you know, being at a party or being amongst friends. People say, oh, you're naturally funny. And Abbey was the one who would always say to me, I don't think you realize how funny you are. You should be a comedian. Well, I didn't think anything about it because I just had other challenges I was facing at the time. Um, but he gave me the nickname Obonjo. But Obonjo is has several meanings. Oh, so well, this is Yoruba. Yoruba, yeah, yeah, it's like, a Yoruba, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I remember hosting an event a while back, many many years ago. I uh, my during weddings, they. Um, have um, MCs to host the event and to engage with the crowd and make it lively during reception. And um, I remember someone booking me and basically saying, your name is Obonja. Do you know what that actually means? That it's such a very rude name. Why would someone give you the name Obonja? What's it mean? Okay, it has three meanings. One is uh, someone who acts like a fool. Okay. And I, as, and I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I certainly don't act like a fool. And, and I remember an ex-girlfriend of mine basically saying, I want you to drop that name. I don't like that name. Why would Abbe give you that name? So that's the first meaning. The second meaning is um, uh, a, a, a monkey that dances. So that's the Yoruba. You know, right. Yeah. Not, not that I've ever seen a monkey dance, but... Well, I was going to say, that's... Yeah. That's, that's, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other one... I'm not sure if I can say this in camera, but do it, do it. It's um, Obunjo, which means that um, a private pat is leaking. 
do you know what? Do you know what? We we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and and you said, "Oh, and there's the third, the third, the third meaning of it." Uh-huh. And I was like, "I can't remember what the rude version." Of, I don't think you actually said no. what it was. I yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So the, the, that was the meaning, and um, leaky pipes. Uh, le- leaky pipes. Okay. Yeah, but you, you, yeah, you. you. <laughs> You call it leaky pie for a private path. <laughs> leaky. I had a dream, not a wet dream, a political dream, <laughs> that I got fed up with the Johnson government and I appointed the following people to my cabinet Deputy President Trevor MacDonald, <laughs> Secretary of State for Arts and Culture Chris Eubank, <laughs> my Food Minister Levi Roots. <laughs> Sports Minister John Terry, <laughs> my Transport Secretary Jeremy Claxon, <laughs> and the Chancellor of the Exchequer, the Halifax Man. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was, that was, that was, that was the beginning. Um, and so he died. Mm. Um, before I started performing comedy, your friend, not a bad job. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, 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 my friend died. But he always, said how funny I was and he said I was a good public speaker and that I should be on stage and, and so on and so forth. But I didn't really understand what he was saying until after he died. And then I I decided that I wanted to make him proud. Mm. So he was the beginning of the inspiration. And and I wish he was around to Did see he, how much how much the Obonjo Did he see any of it? Never. He yes. never ever saw oh, me perform. Sad. That he never ever saw me perform. You, you or rather, he never saw Bonja perform. Okay. You, you mentioned something. You mentioned something before about um, to me in a private yeah. conversation about uh, about your father and a Bonjo's father. Are they one and the same thing? Uh, they're not. Um, certainly, I've got my real father, uh, who uh, was a civil engineer, and I remember him saying to me as well. Um, when we were growing up or when I was growing up that one of the reasons why he enjoyed taking me um, traveling and me sitting at the back of his car was because he found me really funny that I was entertaining and that I have never ever forgotten that yeah Um, but when I then created the character and I have to I, I will admit that I wasn't thinking of Idi Ami Dada when I created the character thinking of what? um it's the former Ugandan president. Say that again. Idi Amin Dada. Idi Amin Dada. Dada. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was uh, a brutal dictator, yeah. according to the West. Um, and I wasn't thinking... That's interesting. Of, I wasn't thinking of him at the time. I created the character because uh, I reflected on my life uh, about 11 years ago when Obama became president. Okay. And everyone was talking about Obama, 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 Obama. And I remember my, my wife... Uh, basically, uh, I think had she was a twinkle, really. Had a twinkle in her uh, eye. I, I think she was attracted to Obama. <laughs> I, I genuinely okay. think that she was attracted to Obama. Ah, oh, so maybe this uh, is the real uh, reason uh, that Obama uh, was created because because <laughs> your wife had a twinkle in her eye. Yeah, yeah. Obama. So she was like Obama this because she was supporting Hillary Clinton as soon as Obama became president. She bought me two books to read: The Audacity of Hope and Dreams of My Father. And I read the books and I just noticed that there are similarities. So I just thought. It looks like she really wants a president in the house. And Obonjo sounds like Obama. Why don't I just add president to Obonjo? 
and I got my wife back. Now she calls me Mr. President. Every time we make love, Mr. President. Yeah. So uh, on a serious on a serious note, it, it it was it was more it was more about the fact that wow, this guy has become the first black African president, mm. and uh, almost same age range as myself and I always saw myself as a leader and um, I knew I could never become president of Nigeria because I'd left Nigeria for so long and I was really really disappointed with um, non-fictional countries and I still am and I just thought how about okay fine I'm a spoof president non-fictional countries yeah like Nigeria Britain okay. yeah and, and, and President Obonjo is president of a fictional country okay and what's, yeah, the, what's the name of that fictional country Laughter Republic the Laughter Republic as yeah. in, and how are you spelling that L-A-F-T-A okay Republic Laughter Republic yeah and we've the, the country is growing do I have to say I'm uh, right I'm going to just I'd seen you mm. I'd seen you performing your you didn't act. see me you saw the president I saw the president performing yeah. uh, Mr. President performing uh, a few months ago and when I then did a bit of research about you and looked mm. into you I saw this Laughter, I have to say, I googled it to see where it was. <laughs> you googled to find out where Laughter Republic was. That's me having a really blonde moment. But it's not a blonde moment because it's really. Tell me I'm not the only person that does it then. No, you're not the only one. Right, that's okay then. I met Americans who. I'm sorry, I'm from Laughter Republic. Where? Where was that? What part of the world? And, and it's really interesting because people don't know their geography. Mm. And when I say to people, because I know there are 192 countries. I tell people there are 193 countries, and people believe me. And people say, Laugh Republic, I never heard, because Laugh Republic has its own national anthem. Laugh Republic has its flag. Oh, really? There, there are people. Can you sing the national anthem of the Laugh Republic? Yes, yes, I can, but I'm not going to sing it oh. now. <laughs> but there are people who genuinely believe that they're part of a nation. And what's that all about? Community spirits. Yeah, the community tell, spirit. Tell me about tell me about the abundant dollar as well. Now this is this I found curious. I, I read a couple of your Instagram posts and, yeah. and I saw uh, that you send out money to people. Yeah. Or abonjo sends out money, money to, to people, people. Yeah. What's what's the the thought process behind? It? I like that. I thought it was a nice. I I, it, uh, it, I think for me it was just because I have lived and breathed the character. 24-7, I mean, 24-7, unless there's something else going on in my life, because that's how much I enjoyed performing live comedy. So it was my way of engaging with the Obojo audience. Yeah. So during lockdown, which has been a challenge, I have to say, because um, I found out that at weekends, normally I would wear the uniform to go and perform yeah so either when I get to the green room I have I'm wearing the uniform or if I'm on the train I wear the uniform to go mm -hmm. to a gig but since lockdown and what this is what's really interesting is that my Obonja's fans they want to hear from him stage or no stage life they, they want to hear from him mm -hmm. every evening mm -hmm. so it was really ridiculous actually wearing the uniform at home to talk to a bunch of fans. That was such a big psychological thing for me that I had to find a way of, because that was the only way I could 
keep in touch because Obonja had built his fans over the years yeah. and scattered all over all over the world. How else would you continue to engage with fans who are we call laughter public citizens? So I came up with this idea that wow, lockdown, people must be facing people all sorts need, of people need humour, people well, need comedy. Well, uh, people need people need humour, need comedy, but also we know the economic realities. Mm. We know what's going. We know what's coming ahead. Allegedly, we've been told what is coming ahead. So I just thought, how about sending money to people? Oh, that 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 only came about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of lockdown. So I just thought, so 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 it it was a way of me engaging with, or Bonjo engaging with the audience to say, okay, fine, you can have you can have currency, but all I wanted to do is let people know that there is a nation called Laugh Republic. And that you've received the currency. Do you know? Do you know what that that reminded me of when I first saw it? Um, you know, um, phone jacker. Okay. You phone jacker, where where they there's a an African person. Send me your bank details. Okay. okay. Uh, it reminded me of that, and I'm like, and then I looked at some of your posts a little bit, and and I could see that the people that were receiving the money were like joining in with the. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, really good. No, it's not. It's not a scam though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, but okay. but 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 it it's it's really interesting because, like I said, the character wasn't created because of Idi Dada, but people had this preconception that um, the character was created as a tribute act right. to Idi Dada. That that was it's, it's just it's just okay. part of. My, so when you were asking me that question about my dad, um, I had no choice but to talk about. Abonjo's dad right. because it made sense because people were expecting okay. do you know what I'm saying yeah, because yeah, they were sense. at the very beginning of the comedy journey I remember when I was um, doing certain sets audience members would come to me and say oh by the way I wanted to hear more about Iggy Ami Dada because that's what they remember yeah. about dictators when they talk about African dictators they remember Iggy Ami Dada as yeah. A brutal dictator. That's what. That's what they've been. J- j- that's what they they, they remember. And uh, so what's I had. It, what's your take on? I can't say his name. But on, what, on Idi Amin Dada. I mean, yeah. I've done. I've done. I've done. Obviously, just like any other comedian, you do. You do a lot of research. Certainly, I am doing the opposite of what um, uh, these dictators were doing, because uh, I think it's lazy comedy to just do what they were doing. Yeah. So my view is that President Obonjo, he kills, but he doesn't kill people. He kills on stage. He, he kills his gigs. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. he's a very, very... Benevolent. Benevolent dictator. dictator. Yeah, right. it's very, very different. I think from, that's... And, and, that's, and that's what makes, I think that's what makes the comedy work because people think that he's going on stage acting like Saddam Hussein or, because I think that's just lazy comedy. But he does the opposite. He's a, he's a, and maybe... He's one of the good guys. He's, he's, one, he's, he's a good dictator. But maybe underlining that is the tension between the character yeah. and myself. Right. Yeah? yeah? So it's quite likely that I'm not going down the Idi Dada route because I also want to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And that's why some people tell me that there are times... They think I break out of character, 
that they, there's something going on on stage that shows, you know, so, so for example, I'm often criticised for smiling on stage. I love that. No, I but, 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 love that. But, but, but I've, I've been criticised right. for smiling on stage, that a brutal dictator should not smile on stage, should be mean, should be brutal. But actually, I think it surprises the audience yeah. when they see a dictator smiling. And actually, it's almost similar to, forget the dictator bit, I'm sure people genuinely, those who love Boris Johnson, genuinely want to know what's behind. Mm. What's Boris Johnson like, mm. apart from being Prime Minister? Do you, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? There's, 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 there's mystery behind that facade of holding a position. Yeah. And that is what I try to reveal. So when I did a show called um, Goodbye Mr. President, which was about the president who lost a, an audience member who became a friend, and he died of cancer. The president actually showed his vulnerability. Actually, President Obama showed what it's like to actually lose someone. This is someone who kills people as, as a fiction, but actually now he loses a dear friend and he's growing, going through grief and he's showing that vulnerability on stage. That, I think that's a powerful thing yeah, to be able to do as a dictator. Yeah. Because you know, we know, we, we know, we know, we know the likes of Theresa May. Uh, she cried over Brexit. We know Donald Trump cries over, you know, building a wall or, or, or you know, frustrated about not being able to build this wall. There's something going on psychologically yeah. that these leaders don't show. And that's what I was trying to show in my last year called Goodbye, Mr. President, that vulnerability. Yeah. But it may well be that that was the tension between the character and myself because what lockdown has enabled me to reflect on is that there are lots of people and why we're doing this today is I remember you saying I want to get to know the person behind the character yes and there are lots of people who want to get to know the man behind the character yeah. I want to talk to you about my sex life because <laughs> most world leaders don't talk to you about their sex life and I can see the front row, I can tell these people I haven't had sex for a long time. <laughs> so they might understand my joke. Comedy is like dogging, let me explain. <laughs> you go to straight places at night to perform comedy. The spotlight represents the crowd. People are watching you perform. Some are enjoying your performance. And some just want to join you on stage. <laughs> now my wife, that I left, said, no, she had to share. Not my comedy wife. When we met, we made love everywhere. In the living room, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in the dogging area. <laughs> Over the last six months, my wife and I have stopped having regular sex. And this is a very funny crowd. Because normally, last night when I went somewhere else and I told them I hadn't had sex for six months, I usually get, ah. <laughs> it's obvious you guys are not into sex. <laughs> And uh, my wife caught me in the living room, self-helping. This is a fantastic crowd, because when I went somewhere else last night and I told them I was self-helping, they didn't fucking understand me. <laughs> and I don't know how many men self-help here, it's none of my business. But when my wife caught me in the living room, self-helping, 
She was asking me whether I think of her when I self-help. I don't normally think of my wife when I'm self-helping. I usually think of the woman I met at a comedy show. <laughs> Tell me, tell me a little bit about um, Abonjo's full name or title. Okay, so he's Dr. Fidelis Majuku Obonjo the third. Wait a minute. Now, hang on a second, because there's Mr. President... No, Dr. Fidelis. Dr. Fidelis. Yeah, but I thought there was something before... Well, yeah, Dr. But the, the, President, dictator, the, the, the original dictator. The original African dictator. So he's only just started adding accolade, more... more accolades to his, you know, to his it's titles. It's a very long name. Well, it's a very long name. Uh, but the original African data, dictator, that came about because of the attempted coup last year by E4 and BBC Studios. So they tried to um, steal the character and create a pilot. Ah, okay. And then they called that character Conel Banjoko and they said the African dictator. So it made sense. To but say your fine. acts, just that your <laughs> acts, been, but well, before, before this, so yeah. he is the original African dictator. So whatever character they're creating now is 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 a fake. Yeah. It's it's not the original. It's not the the, the real authentic yeah. dictator. Yeah. So that's why he's got the original African dictator. So that's that's also a way of just reminding people who were involved in that movement at the time that he's still very much alive. He survived the coup. It's the original African dictator, yeah. yeah. Interesting. You are fantastic. You are a genius. You are funnier than Matthew McIntyre. You are funnier than Chris Rock. You are funnier than Lee Evans. I can't believe it. You should be on TV. You did two sets. Okay, so I think I believe that the comedy comes from a good place, and that's this is where it's a bit conflicted because I'm playing the part of a dictator, but I genuinely want audiences to be part of the comedy. I genuinely believe that when people come and watch a comedian, they want to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my comedy is fun, loving entertaining uh, yes it's got some serious messages but the key thing is I want you to leave the comedy club feeling entertained yeah I almost describe it as listening to good music and enjoying that music that's the way I see it I don't see comedy as giving a lecture yes and I just I just want you to be entertained so it's from a good place it's and my personality, I believe my personality is I'm 
Ben Jones' personality or, or President Bondi's personality? My personality. Right, okay. Yeah, this is where there's a conflict. See, you didn't answer the question. It's my personality. <laughs> that's you on a Bondi, isn't it? Yeah, but, but it's my personality that's underneath mm. the Obonjo personality. So, t- so yeah? tell me then, if, if for, for any people who are new to comedy or mm. even to the world of the Bonjo, mm. How, and I know because of previous conversations that you mm. don't like to be labelled. I get that, but but how would you, how would you, um, how would you t- describe to people what, what what the comedy actually is? Well, I don't. I, I, I we've had this discussion before. I yeah. I think you know the response. Yeah. The, the response. I don't put my comedy into any label. Mm. Yeah. So I I genuinely believe that it's comedy that entertains so I'm not going to say it's observational or it's political people oh, no, there are, are, are there yeah. elements of that so it was really interesting when um, I did my first show called um, uh, President Obonjo Stole My Identity and it's really interesting how we are doing this now because even though I'm talking about myself I still feel haunted by the fact that it's next to me. It. Uh, and, it <laughs> or the president <laughs> is next to me. He's getting quite, uh, quite comfortable. And he's quite comfortable and listening to what we have to say. But on a serious note. <laughs> Sorry, you can't say that. Now we're not in comedy tours. <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note. Yeah. What was the question again? Um, do you know what? I can't even remember now. It must have been that invigorating. No, where's the comedy? Where's yeah. about labelling it? So, you know, it does ob- observational stuff. It's, yeah, so the point I was making is that when I did the show, President Bonjour Stole My Identity, and I read the reviews, and it was really interesting what the reviewers said, because apart from they said the fact that the show was about someone who was having a mental breakdown and needed to just, really? yeah, well, but in a funny way. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, in a funny okay. way, because the whole idea was that I did 45 minutes of President Obonjo and then I literally took the uniform off and started screaming that I wanted my life back, that this character has really dominated me, has moved into my house, raises my children, drives my car, sleeping with my wife. You know, all those, all those things were, was how I felt. They were really true to the yeah. extent that, look, how come nobody knows me anymore? Yeah. How come people call me President Bonjo when I'm not President Bonjo. How come when I, I decide that I want to perform as myself and I arrive at the comedy club and I tell the MC that I am President, I'm not President Bonjo, but I'm performing as Benjamin Bampolebello, he makes the mistake and goes on stage and says, I want to introduce you to President, oh President, no, it's not President, it's Benjamin Bello. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you, so, do you perform as Benjamin Yeah, I do, I do, I do. But I don't, I don't with do no it. element of Bonjo? With no element of Bonjo. So, uh, and, I, and, I, and I intend to do more of that. And, and what's really interesting is when people see me then do myself on stage, it's like audiences who have seen me before say, what have you done with the character? What, what, what have you done? You killed it. Why, why, why would you kill such a lovely character? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is no do longer... Do you see an ending for a bon I mean, No, 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 definitely not. No, dictators live forever. They die in office. Unless they're poisoned. They don't never leave office. And this is what's really interesting. I remember when someone, a comedy promoter said to me, or one of the reasons why I don't book you for longer sets is I don't know where you're going with this character and whether it has any longevity. Obonjo has been president of the Republic for 11 years. 
and, the, still and he's still going strong. strong. Do you genuinely believe that he's gonna go away? No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not part and parcel of me. He's not part and parcel of me. So he has stolen your life to a certain extent. I would say that he's. Have you, have you stolen my life? Can I say something? Has he? Has he stolen my life? I mean, the fact that I'm able to talk about the president and be able to answer your question is, I think that demonstrates that, you know, you are a separate entity. I'm a separate entity. <laughs> right, okay. uh, and what would be really, and what, this is really interesting because I posted, I, did a, I just posted a photograph of myself with the president um, and I said I was going to uh, do a podcasting film project today. And the number of people on my fan page, you said, oh, that's brilliant because we want to get to know you as a person. Mm. So, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is nice. I want to talk to you about things that have been happening over the last couple of weeks. Now, let me tell you, Britain is now out of Europe. Let me tell you what it's going to be like in five years' time. In five years' time, there's going to be a life aid constant. <laughs> and that life aid constant is going to be a folks in the West. <laughs> they will ask African celebrities to come and perform for you guys. <laughs> and we are here to raise awareness for starving middle class children who haven't eaten hummus and avocados. <laughs> So in terms of success, for me to have created a character and performing that character in a pub where most people didn't get what it was all about, 11 years later, a major TV company tries to steal the character of you mm -hmm. that's is that not success yeah yeah but so why, what is, this is, this is my question why why would they not just get you to come and do that i have no idea i mean some people said that perhaps maybe because of my age some people said that perhaps it was I to do i don't know how old you are I, i'm going to keep don't ask a man don't ask a man how old he is i'm not going to ask a man that can be part of the mystery that can come of the mystery yeah yeah but Oh, because you that, said that, that, is that the, the guy that they'd chosen to do this character was younger than you. Yeah, younger than me, uh, more high profile. In and what terms happened of, as well? Uh, he, so he's, he's an actor. Uh, um, I think he's a uh, BAFTA nominee. So he, had, he definitely had a higher profile. And someone said to me that perhaps maybe um, it wasn't just about the age, but that perhaps my act wasn't politically correct right. for TV. Yeah? yeah, so who knows? But I think they, I, I think they just missed the point because I believe I played the character very well. Yeah. That I could possibly have, you know, maybe advise them behind the scenes or you know do something. But that's that's the past anyway. But I genuinely believe that that is my measure of success. That's point number one that they tried to steal the character off me. Point number two, despite the TV exposure, despite the fact that. The way the comedy industry operates at times is like 
if you don't have an agent, it's like you can't be successful. Mm. It's like if you're not within the clique, yeah. you can't be successful. You say I was, I, for example, I was, I was, um, I was uh, driving down and I saw um, a poster because they now started doing driving gigs, and I saw a selection of comedians that I had performed with as president on the same lineup we've, we've performed before. Uh -huh. I've killed those gigs. And I just saw these names on the poster for driving gigs, and these are prestigious gigs. And I just said to myself, hmm, I'm sure president could do this gig, but why is the president not involved in this? And then when I look at the names of the people, some of them, in short, most of them have agents. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's about how the industry operates. But because I am an independent spirit, I am the one driving. But do you not think that 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 prevents you from getting to sort of a higher level of success because you don't have an agent because you're doing it? it yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 possible, but I've never let that stop me. That's the thing. There are comics who have stopped because they weren't able to yeah. get agents. They've stopped because of the politics that is involved in the industry. Mm -hmm. They've stopped because they compare themselves to people who have agents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me, I am an independent spirit. I, I, I am in charge of my destiny. It, if someone comes to me and says, and there are people who've approached me and said, okay, we want to be your agent. It just hasn't worked out. It doesn't stop me from doing what I want to do. Yeah. Does that, does that make yeah, sense? It does. It makes perfect sense? So that is success for me. The fact that I've been able to build my own fan base. There are people who actually say, oh, I am a laughter Republican citizen. There are people who send me videos of them singing the national anthem of laughter Republic. See, I haven't heard this national anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll listen to it. <laughs> we can put it in the... In the, in the Have we'll, you actually we'll, recorded it? Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, 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 yeah, 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 it's on YouTube. We'll, we'll find it. Uh, and is that not success? I, 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 I went to Edinburgh Fringe in 2015, and that's where I started singing. I, I was walking on the streets. People were singing the national anthem of laughter Republic. Is that not success? That's success. Six months later, someone records a video, it's on YouTube, of them singing the national anthem with their friends. And then this woman says, what song, what national anthem is this? As if it's a, it's a real African country. Look, is that not success? That is so, success. I genuinely believe... I mean, obviously, the, the greatest success that you will achieve is actually President Obonjo as president. I mean, that would Yeah, be, that would be... You know, if he was president of a real country, that would be great. But I think, especially when you start this journey, especially the comedy journey, you need to define your own success. Because if you don't... And if you think that success is all about, oh, I've got to be alive for the Apollo, it's going to kill you mm. and will kill your spirit. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And that's why I still enjoy it. That's why you, you saw me you don't have You don't have expectation in that. In that but, yeah, my expectation, not, not that my expectations are not um, high. high, but I'm being realistic about the fact that I started the comedy at the age of 40 something, okay? Uh, the industry prefers younger comics. There's no two ways about it. Because younger comics, I mean, why would you explain someone like me not having an agent and someone who has been performing for a year or two years all of a sudden gets an agent? Yeah, but is it because I have found my own views? You can't mold 
present a bond job, like you will mold a younger comic. Mm-hmm. Because for, for the industry to want to work with you, they'll look and say, what can I get out of this person? Right. Yeah? It's all about take, take, take. Yeah, take, take. I already have a brand. Obonjo is a brand. Obonjo has his fan base. Currency. Yeah, currency. National Lantern. So if you're an agent... And wardrobe. And wardrobe. And wardrobe. So if you're an agent, what can you bring to the table Mm. that I'm not already doing? Mm. Okay? Maybe, yes, market intelligence. So like that driving gig I was talking to you about, someone has come up with that idea. Someone has approached the agents for these comics and I've said, oh, we want these people. If I was an a- if I had an agent, yeah, maybe I'll be on it. Doesn't mean I'm not good enough. Yeah. Just what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I, that's where my expectations are. And it's not lowering your expectations. It's just understanding the market that you walk in. And not being part of the whole rat race of it. I, I'm not being part the of the system. rat, I, I'm not being part of the rat race because if I was part of the rat race and if I wasn't, the key thing is success is about enjoying what you mm. do. I enjoy, this is now part and parcel of my life. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that's why pe- the people who see me on stage know that this means something to me. This is yeah. not just about a comedy career. This is more about, I want to make people happy. You want I want to be to, President And I want to be President yeah. of and I want to, and, and I want to entertain people. Yeah. And that's the difference. Does your wife ever get annoyed with President Bonjo? No, she actually made sure that this was... The buttons were all over the place. Shine the buttons. <laughs> Shine the buttons and, and, and yeah. Yeah. So you 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 your question about success and, and it really, really um I feel for comics, especially younger comics, who are new to the game and don't understand how the system works and genuinely believe that oh because I'm going to Edinburgh Fringe, for example, I'm going to be discovered. The people who are going to be discovered in Edinburgh Fringe, if it was happening, were discovered well over a year ago. Yeah. So they're just nurturing them yeah. so got to become stars. In the, in exactly, people, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? When I went to Edinburgh in 2015, I went in there doing an hour show by myself. I didn't do the normal thing where you go there, you do 30 minutes first, then next year you go there, you do an hour. You call up, you know what I'm saying? I just went in there blindly, boom, did what I needed to do. Yeah? So... I might not be as successful as a TV comic who has followers, who's on Life of the Apollo, who's on Mock of the Week. Of course, I won't deny, I would love to be on Mock of the Week. I'd love to be on Life, I'd like the president to be on Life of the Apollo. But if it doesn't happen, it's not going to kill. kill It's not going to kill the president. It's not going to kill the president. People, and this is what's really interesting. There are people, there are audiences who watch Mock of the Week. Yeah? But they still enjoy watching President Abonjo. What's that? What's that all about? Is that not success? Yeah. Yeah. And so, t- t- tell me, tell me in relation to to everything that's happened recently with Black Lives Matter, yeah. where how if people have seen you differently, viewed it differently, not, not understood how to take it, like do people get offended by President Abonjo? Like, well, there hasn't been any life gigs since Black Lives Matter. However, the president has done a lot of Zoom gigs. And what's really interesting is that the Zoom gigs that I have done, um, the MCs or whoever is organizing it feels the need to want to say something about Black Lives Matter yeah. before it happens. Um, I genuinely believe that this is an opportune moment for 
the president to um, make his voice heard. Mm. Um, because I genuinely believe that, especially when they talk about the Obonja's dad and they talk about the fact that he was a brutal dictator, and I think I mentioned this to, to you before. Yes, he might have been a brutal dictator. Yes, he might have killed so many people um, over his nine years reign. But can you compare that to slave trade and what happened to those people and all the horrific stories that we've heard so over it's not about it's not about glorifying like, him he, as a dictator. Yeah, exactly. But it's about uh, pointing out actually. Yeah. You can't say that, but, but exactly, else exactly. And I think some people don't book the character because they think he's glorifying. Or they don't but, know. How to, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, they they just they just put him in the box and say, oh, well, he's glorifying dictators. But actually, when you listen to the comedy and you are there. What, but why, why, would you, why, would you, why would you enjoy watching a dictator on stage if he's not doing the opposite yeah. of the likes of Idi Amin, Dedan, and Saddam Hussein? And still, interestingly enough, there are times when Obonjo is on, on stage and people say, we've still found you really terrifying. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're frightened of you, but we like your comedy, but, but we're frightened. That's bizarre. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wrote on Twitter and I said, Dear African Union leaders, it looks like Western democracy is going to pot. It looks like if America does not re-elect Donald Trump, there's likely to be civil war. It looks like if Britain gets out of Europe, there might be civil rights. Don't you think it's about time we African leaders get our act together and invade these countries so that we can protect democracy? <laughs> Don't get my jokes. <laughs>
to the extent that you're such a powerful man that um, you've taken over his life to a certain extent. He always say that. Uh, and I have to say to you, I'm sure he must have said that I might be sleeping with his wife. That is a figment of his own imagination. So you're saying he's a little crazy? I genuinely believe that he has gone loony. Okay. Um, can you, can you, we'll move away from the subject of his wife then. Perhaps you could tell me something a, a little bit about uh, your, your political agenda or your, something about politics and, and where you sit with that. Because obviously being a dictator in, in, in a modern world like this in, in Britain is, is, it must be quite hard, no? Well, what about you right now in this country? Are you not under a dictatorship? It's really, really interesting. You know, when I was told that I was going to come here and be interviewed, I did my research because I don't want to be interviewed by E4 or BBC Studios or Sky News because they are fake in their approach. You call me a dictator, but I am a very good, valuable dictator. I do not kill people. I kill my speeches and my jokes and my gigs on stage. Uh, what is my political agenda? I think there are brilliant opportunities now for dictators in the world, especially a good dictator like me. I mean, look at Britain right now. First, you had your prime minister who suspended parliament during that Brexit vote. Then COVID appears and he gets you all out to start clapping for the NHS. Then we hear that he has COVID. Now he has banned protests. Isn't that dictatorship? This is my political agenda, my dear friend. Democracy is like COVID. It is a virus. It does not work. You need a different kind of governance in the United Kingdom. Such as? Comedy dictatorship. What type of comedy were you here to see? A different type of comedy. Comedy for the many rather than the few. Strong and stable dictatorship, that's what I do. Over ready comedy. <laughs> Don't get my jokes. <laughs> Blame the British education system. This is nice. I normally like to leave my set on your low. President, um, tell me about your tell me about your political agenda. What do you stand for? What's your message that you're trying to convey to people? I know that you are asking me that question because people are worried about the fact that I entertain British audiences. I know for a fact that the government is worried about the fact that not only do I entertain, a lot of these British audiences love what I do. I know for a fact that British audiences want me to run this country. I know that, and you know that is happening because when I perform for 20 minutes, they adore me. They see me like a leader. What is my political agenda? This is my political agenda. 
I want to continue to win hearts and minds. I hope that's not the police. I want to continue to win hearts and minds. And I want to make sure because democracy does not work. Democracy is like COVID. It's a virus. A virus that is eating and infecting a lot of people in this country. In what sense? Well, look at the state of Britain at the moment. Look at who you have as a leader. Come on. Are there, are there any political leaders that you respect or admire? Or, or... None in the Western world. None of them. None of them. And, and maybe Obama. Not because he was black. But I do admire Obama. But let me answer your question. You said in what respect? I have been studying your politics in this country for who knows how long it has been in existence. Nobody can seem to sort out the NHS. It doesn't matter if they're left-wing or right-wing, be it the Tory party or the Labour party. Every single election, the NHS, which I call the Nigerian Health Service, is always constantly being spoken about. The Nigerian health system? Yeah. What? In what? a mess. Huh? Yes, in a mess. Not been fixed. Oh, and that's why you call it the, the Nigerian health system? I call it because it is run by foreigners, isn't it? That's true, yes. That's why I call it the Nigerian health service. Okay. It's not run by English people. Frontline is full of foreigners. So it's not just the NHS, the educational system. It's not just the educational system, unemployment. These same issues have been spoken about since God knows when. If there's going to be another general election in five years' time, guess what? The NHS will be part of that manifesto. Education, they can't fix anything. Democracy is a virus. And what really makes me really happy about this country is the way you responded to Boris Johnson when he suspended parliament. The way you guys ha decided to clap for the NHS every Thursday. That was like dictatorship. They said you should stop, you stopped. They said no more protest, you stopped. You have elements of dictatorship. You are ready for strong and stable dictatorship. You need less change in your democracy. You need someone in power for 40... Look at your queen. Your queen has been in power. As a dictator. Are you saying she's like a dictator? Your words, not mine. Okay. But she has been queen. Since when? How many United States presidents has she outlived? And she's 90 something and the royal family apart from prince andrew who messed up has been in existence for who knows how long and it's been stable why can't you do that with your democracy why can't you have a leader who is there forever until death so no changes because what happens is this my friend you elect a new leader. He comes with new policies. In five years time, if he loses and his party loses, another party comes, reverses what he has done. That is not good for the well-being of the nation. 
less change. I will put democracy as a key under lock and key closed forever and come and ask me in 60 years time if there isn't any stability in this country and the Scottish uh, Prime Minister Nicholas is it Nicholas or Nicholas she can ask for as many referendums as she wants during the time that that long-serving Prime Minister in his existence she won't get it that is my political agenda. Democracy is a virus. And we need to flatten the curve. Okay. I, I, I'm just going to refer to, to some notes that I wrote down um, because I have to say I, I find your presence, your presence is quite, uh, quite, quite overwhelming for me, actually. Uh, in a good way, obviously. Um, you know, no disrespect to the president. Um, so, do you think that... Um, do you think that Benjamin hides behind you. Benjamin is weak. He's a weak human being. I've never seen someone so weak in my entire life. So I genuinely believe because I know what he could possibly have said to you earlier on at the interview. I know that he wants to perform comedy. I know he wants his own voice. But he needs to find his own voice. I have never ever stopped him. Are you from, worried from, about him finding his own voice? Do you think that one day if he finds his own no voice, competition, he's no competition, he's weak. But his voice won't overcome yours. And no, how can he overcome me? And he lied. I created him. Okay. He did not create me. I created Benjamin. I love audience interaction. <laughs> Please, you stand. You stand up. Stand up. And you better not be fucking taller than me. Stand up. <laughs> I have a question for you. You don't know what the question is because this is a detective. You should repeat the question, and you should repeat the question in an African accent. <laughs> forward to um, one of the things I like about you is that most interviews that I have been to people regard me as a comedian I don't do comedy I don't do all this comedy nonsense 
I do speaking engagements. And I find it really odd that people find me funny when I'm delivering my speaking engagements. So this is what I would say to you. I am looking forward to getting back on stage to perform. And it is very likely I don't even have a message for my people. I have a message for the British government. And here it is. I have read the roadmap for the performing arts and I am genuinely confused and disappointed. You have people who can go to beaches like Bournemouth and spread COVID, but you can't have entertainment in pubs and in venues. It is very likely, and I have written to the Culture Minister, Secretary of State Oliver Downden, my people have written to him, to explain what the roadmap is about. It is quite likely, my dear friend, that Britain might be the first country to witness a military coup. Not because I want to gain power, but because I am removing the government because they're not very clear about when live comedy will come back into the UK. People have been on lockdown for 14 weeks. People are doing gigs on Zoom. It's not the same. Financial assistance. I don't have to worry about finance. Well, you have your own, you have your own currency. So that's well, it's not just the currency, but the foreign aid that I have diverted towards my comedy industry is keeping us fine. But the British government needs to get its act together. It doesn't want to be the first country to witness a military coup because of life comedy. That is my message to the people. Ha, 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 ha.